Hello, and what is up, everybody? It's me, Marty the Meat Man, here, uh, one half of your host of Cross Court Coverage, your all NBA Celtics, Celtics focused podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co host, my sister from another mister, my other half, Grace Roberts. Grace, how are you doing today? Wonderful and go blue. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yep. Of course. <laughs> the bit officially <laughs> the bit is officially over. Uh never was an OSU fan, but three years in a row these guys lose to Michigan. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I know my brother's not answering my text messages anymore. He was very sporadic, like very like loosely answering what during the game. And then like in the last half of the fourth quarter just silence and i was like trying to facetime him tried to text him nothing i'm like okay i get it you're upset <laughs> feels good feels good i wore my joe burrow jersey you know known ohio state alumni <laughs> yeah the school that he's best known for yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i always uh got that confused i was like wait did he go to, no, he won his championships with LSU. Why does Ohio claim him? And it's like, oh, you had him on the bench for two years. Cool. Yeah, they're <laughs> They'll claim anybody. They're like, they went here and then they transferred in the first semester, but they went yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in basketball news, that was a little, little, you know, rivalry, joking, whatever. TCU sucks, so I have no college, I have no college sports to like hang my hat on right now. Um, so yeah, Grace wins that one. Hats off to Grace in uh, Michigan. Ooh. Probably going to be, that has to knock you up in the rankings and put them down out of the playoffs, but. Oh yeah, knows. there's no chance. I don't know. I don't really understand how college football playoffs also work because it's all yeah. like a voting system by some committee that kind of makes up whatever they want. Correct. <laughs> um, but speaking of playoffs or things that people don't understand. The in-season tournament. <laughs> Good segue. Um, yeah, that's, I, it kind of fell right in my lap. Uh, right now, we have two teams who have clinched their, their spot in, in the quarterfinals. Uh, in Group A of the East and Group A of the West, Indy, Indianapolis, no, not Indianapolis. Yes, Indianapolis Pacers. Indiana, Indiana Pacers. There they are. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in a, a bit of a food coma from the turkey. We're, we're trying to shake it off. <laughs> the Indiana Pacers and the Los Angeles Lakers are 4-0 in their respective groups. They are going to be in the quarterfinals. As LeBron said, hey, man, it's $500,000. Yeah. I don't think that really moves any needle for you, LeBron, but I'm glad yeah, that I was it say. Some, sure. somehow did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want that. I'm like, you have more money than anyone can comprehend, but fine. Yeah, literally. He's a, a, he's a billionaire, I'm pretty sure, isn't he? I think he, yeah, I think this offseason he cracked the billionaire. Yeah, yeah. all right. So uh, I that's remember, enough, yeah. LeBron. <laughs> I'm sure I can do without that. That's like nickels and dimes to him, but whatever. <laughs> um, as for the other groups, Oh, I lied. The Bucks are also four zero in the tournament, so they've also yeah. clinched. Yeah, they've also clinched their spot. Uh, Group B in the West is uh, New Orleans at three and one, more than likely going to go to the quarterfinals from their group. 
uh, our group, Group C in the East, Orlando was leading at three and one, and we are behind them at two and one. Um, super cool. And then Group C in the West, uh, Sacramento is leading at three and one. Uh, so a bunch of games that still have to be played. I think Tuesday is where they're rounding off the last of them. Yep. Um, and we'll see where, you know, everyone shakes up and who gets those wild card spots. But the in-season tournament is up and running. Uh, I don't know if any other players have complained about it as Jalen and Jason have, but we do have to talk about these courts. I know they're aesthetically yeah. unpleasing. I know we broke it down and said they're ugly, but like right. two of our star players are complaining about how slippery the courts are. And that's, that's just seems like a giant oversight. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have been one of the first things they considered. <laughs> they do look slippery. I mean, like it, it's right. clearly not like, which I don't know how you fuck that up. Like, Gracie on sorry um (laughs) you know um like it almost appears that what they did is like i don't know if you're ever out on a court you know just hanging out and the the from time to time (laughs) where the lines are you know like whether it's like yes 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 it's like slightly more slippy like that's why Mm -hmm. you sometimes see people like trip over the line seemingly it's almost like they painted the entire court with that sort of paint Paint. yeah or sealant yeah and so i think that that's what you're seeing i think you're seeing like an exaggerated as if everywhere were the lines yeah i mean it just doesn't make sense i think that you when you use the paint like one yes i've i agree i've heard the situation where the, the lines are a little slippier it, it's got to be something about putting the paint on the wood and then the sealant on top of the paint like it just adds an extra right. redu- reduction of traction or something but when you do that to the entire 90 foot court you're gonna have problems right, um, right no no wood exposure no wood to just sealant it's all paint it's all it looks like linoleum honestly um mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't look like hardwood. You could tell me it was plastic and I would believe you. Um, but uh, in our game against, uh, who was it against? I believe Toronto. Yeah, Toronto at the end of it, uh, JB had a little tweak to his groin. He was trying to make a cut and just kind of got left bow-legged and then yeah. went out. And that was ugly to see, like, just happen live. But it obviously looked worse than it was, thank God. Thank God. But he spoke out, and then the same thing, uh, Tatum had a situation in the last game against Orlando where uh, he he was going to, like, screen someone or he was going to, like, just cover someone, uh, and he was shuffling, and he went down weird, too. And it's just like, okay, so I don't know if our guys are just the ones falling or not. I'm not watching every single NBA game. I can't. (laughs) But... Like, two stars in the league are making a complaint about it. They're telling you that they're slippery. It should have been something that should have been looked into. And it's like, they're cool-looking courts, quote-unquote. Like, Tatum had the best quote. He's like, uh, they're really slippery, and we need to look out for player safety, but I think they look cool. Or, oh, no, I, think, I, I think the fans think they look cool. And someone underneath it commented, and they're like, do the fans think they look cool? Yeah, right. <laughs> do, we, do we, though? <laughs> um. 
but like what an oversight like come on silver and whoever put this together like that should have been tested <laughs> right that's what i mean like at the very least like you'd think there would have been a little more like i don't know ask the players to come out and warm up but that's the other thing about it is i'm like you know i don't know i i don't ever want to you know discount what the players are saying is it possible that just both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum kind of had like awkward movements and it happened maybe because you'd maybe, like to yeah believe, maybe you'd like to believe that this isn't something that this because this feels outrageously stupid and you'd like to think that as stupid as the NBA might be maybe they didn't do something this stupid right maybe it's just our guys complaining that's why I ask I don't know I haven't seen anyone else truly make those claims uh right especially if they were post uh post game interviews like they went out of their way to make it part of their interview and it's like okay but no one else has and i don't think they're lying but at the same time yeah. i'm like but it only affected you like how <laughs> yeah i don't know so i mean i i still think that it's something that league should look into and just make sure that it's safe because let's be real it's really not worth these pretty ugly courts are really not worth right. <laughs> uh, anybody's <clears throat> yeah and the most they're going to use them is what like seven games each oh, right, if they a make couple it more the, times like, yeah yeah it just seems silly to like roll out these courts not test it and then just send them out there and be like yeah yeah you'll be good it's the same thing yeah. don't worry yeah. about it <laughs> yeah i don't um it's it's baffling but you know no one else, again, no one else has said anything. So maybe it's just our crybabies. Maybe it's just a Boston issue. Maybe we just have slippery shoes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Maybe the JT ones are not compatible with the uh, whatever paint and sealant they use. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now we're sitting at two and one. We're behind Orlando. Uh, interesting. I mean, we'll get into it when we get into the, the, the standings and rankings and everything. But Orlando is. Orlando's something this year. <laughs> yeah. Orlando is something. Um, what it, uh, another another big old thing that happened. I think it was during another in-season tournament game. I could be wrong though. But uh, the Spurs and the yeah no it was because it was on the, uh, oh. their their green court. But the Spurs and the Clippers were playing. Uh, and you know the claw is on the Clippers and the claw is one of Greg Popovich's, Popovich's former players, and they didn't have the nicest breakup and everything. What are fans going to do? They're going to boo. They're not going to be happy he's here. You know, they're going to let him hear it. And that's expected. And, you know, everyone I would think in the NBA would, you know, let it roll off their shoulders and everything. But, you know, our buddy Greg Popovich decided to walk over to the scoring table and just tap on the guy and be like, hey, man, can I have a mic real quick? Uh, and then spoke to his fans saying, we got to cut this out. We're better than this. Let them play ball. Be quiet. No more booing. <laughs> yes. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, which is a weird look for Pop. Like, for, for the guy who usually has the thickest skin and kind of just lets everything go and ignores everyone. Like, Right. He, re he really wants a bat for Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on this. I mean, number one, <laughs> number one, honestly, I think that Spurs fans should get over it. I don't really care. Well, yeah, and it's been a while. <laughs> it's been like six years. And also, like, let's really, we really can't use messy breakup that 
it, let's be honest, we've seen some messy breakups very right. recently. Like yes. I don't <laughs> think that a guy who stuck around, won a championship with your team, was always a great player for you, and then ends up leaving to go to a different team. I don't look. There's going to be hard feelings, but it's not the same as Kevin Durant leaving OKC. Yes, it's exa- not the yeah. same as as Kyrie Irving leaving Boston. Um, like he's on his second team away from you, you know, like, and like him and pop already covered like all the doctor issues and like the arguments that they had. And like, that's all been squashed. So like, why do the fans still care? Yeah. So that's number one. (laughs) Get the sentiment that like, okay, come on guys, like chill out. Um, but I'll tell you that it still was a little bit kind of a weird look. I think when I told when I saw yeah. my, my brother about this, like his his take on it was very simply like, you know what, Pop Popovich can do whatever he wants. He's you know That's this is also fair. Like I, I did I did say the same thing. Like I was like, oh well, it's Pop. <laughs> right. it's not, it's different if it were somebody else, um, but it was still weird. It was definitely just a weird. Ooh. Oh. Check NBA and NHL lineups. Oh, well, my fantasy teams will survive. <laughs> yeah, it it you know, it was just kind of weird. Um, no, it was super awkward. Like it was it was in the middle of play too. Like it was like in the middle of the first period. Free throw, or yeah. Quarter. It was during a free throw. Like it had been happening for like a couple minutes, whatever. But like. I like it wasn't egregious. It wasn't like they were chanting like "fuck you, Kawhi" or anything like very vulgar. They were just booing. And they like, also boo. <laughs> like, you, you boo whenever the other team is taking a free throw because you want to like distract right. them anyway. Like yeah, like I'm always yelling at any game when any other team that isn't the team I'm rooting for is doing anything. I'm yelling. I'm booing. I'm making like I'm a heckler. Like and you part know, of the game. You know, <laughs> where was this energy back? Uh, I guess, I mean, it was on the other side, but back when Tony Parker, I just remember when he was taking free throws one time, some guy had like a full cardboard cutout of Longoria, who was his ex-partner. And uh, yeah, they just went through the divorce. (laughs) Yeah, And that's funny. So, I mean, like, what are we doing out here? I don't know. It felt kind of silly, but also not. Some people were like, really on greg popovich about it i was like i don't think we can be that mad at him no like it's not worth like reprimanding or like being mad at pop it's just kind of like one of those this is weird yeah Yeah. very (laughs) awkward like i if i had been in the crowd i would have been like i don't know what to do now like yeah like (laughs) well you're pop i have to listen to you but like also yeah let me live bro (laughs) yeah it was just weird yeah very awkward just that kind of like it also didn't work because one they kind of toned it down, whatever. They also booed Pop after he said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, two, the Clippers went off. Like, it fired them up, basically, to, like, to have Pop stop the game and fend for one of the Clippers, and then the Clippers just went and won that game. Yep. Um, which kind of parlay, or parlays, rolls into – I got gambling on the mind. I don't know why. Uh, it rolls into the three and one record now i mean like they were losing just losing games left and right i think they were zero and six with uh james harden the clippers and then 
Russell Westbrook took the took the stance like you said, and honestly, I gotta I gotta give it to you. You were right. He was right. Russ Wilson or Russ Wilson, Russ Westbrook. Oh. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. They both wore blue and orange for a long time. Um, Westbrook comes off the bench. And he puts his hand up. He says, "You know, I'm going to be the guy to sacrifice my starting minutes and really change it up. Let the starting unit get a little more chemistry and everything like that." And since they've done that, they're three and one. Like, no, they're not undefeated. No, it wasn't a perfect solution, but it definitely seems to have changed the dynamic. So claps for claps for Russ. (laughs) And I think, like I said, like this is just a guy who would go to bat for his team no matter what. And I think that it he was able to see something that was, you know, there was clearly something missing, a chemistry that was lacking. Something needed to change. So I'm glad that he did it. And now hopefully people, they won't, but, you know, in my they heart, heart I, <laughs> I always hope that people will lay up a little bit on the Russ slander um, because I clearly made the right move here. Yeah, no, I mean, he made the right move. Also good on him and a little bit of a head scratcher why Ty Lu didn't come to him or be like the coach and make that decision but i will give points to russell where it's due good job on russell westbrook question mark for ty lu like run your team guy like if you have to make hard decisions if you have to tell one of these former all-stars uh you know geriatric players who are you know at the tail end and twilight of their career hey you're not the guy anymore it's okay you have to do that. Like you are, you have a team of guys who used to be the one on their team and that's fine. That's very, but that's hard to manage and you have to be able to do that. It shouldn't come from your player. I, again, kudos to Russ. He's the bigger man for doing it, but it should come from the coach. It should come from, you know, the leadership down. You shouldn't have, like, it shouldn't be a in uh, players only meeting or a, Hey coach, I'm doing this for us. Like Ty Lue's gotta gotta figure that out. Yo, and, and that's actually a good another thing that we didn't mention before we started recording that we should talk about. But just briefly to touch on it, speaking of coaches, the Rockets are doing pretty well, and now everybody's fucking yeah. losing. <laughs> you know, what are your yeah? Thoughts? No, I mean, so I the whole email thing. God, I mean, like I liked email as our coach. And I always thought he was a good coach. And obviously he had the huge turnaround that he had um, and led us to a championship and we dropped the championship and then everything happened that summer. Uh, You know, we don't know the specifics, but he couldn't keep it in his pants is all we really know. And he ended up getting fired by the Celtics, released by the Celtics. um, And then the Rockets signed him. And it's like, yes, this was to be expected. Like, are the Rockets a great team on paper? No, but if you get a good coach in there and get someone who can, you know, set up lineups and really work on a rotation and has an eye for, you know, offense and defense, like that was something that we all knew Ime was going to bring to whatever team he went to. Um, but like, let's chill out. Like starting yeah. to compare him to Joe, starting to compare him like, well, you made, we messed up. We should have just like, Swept it under the like one. No, we're a better organization than that. Like we we don't do that. Uh, Wick and Brad are very forthcoming with all information and all issues. They you know tackle everything head on and you know they don't let problems fester or stay under the radar. We address it head on and move on. 
And that's what we did. We hired Joe. And Joe's been fine. Like, not even fine. Joe's been great. We are uh, 12 and 4 right now. We went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Like, he's the same, not the same thing, obviously, but like, he has the same rate of success as Ime. So, what are we talking about? Like, why are people like, oh, we need to fire Joe? No. One. Two. Why are we comparing Joe to Ime? They're two separate people. And they're both. And they both were equally successful for the Celtics. Like, yes, Ime got us one round further. We still lost. At the end of both those seasons, we didn't raise Banner 18. So they ended up in the same position. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's exactly the point. And and I don't know. It's just, like, so frustrating because, especially because, like, you know, we, well, we can talk about other things, other teams sweeping things under the rug. But, right. I mean, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, like, even if you want to compare them, even if you want to say, wow, if we had kept Ime, you know, maybe he could have still been having this same sort of success. Like, I'm not willing to sacrifice, like, the culture for <laughs> that. You know, like, even this marginal difference, to me – it's more important that we maintain what I believe to be, you know, the Celtics winning culture that goes sort of beyond the, the, you know, scores and the, the championships. So I don't, I don't, I'm still pissed at him. I don't care. I think he was stupid and, and fine. I'm great that he, he's having success somewhere else. Hope he doesn't make another stupid mistake over there. You know? I mean, I, I do not care if he does or does not. I mean, he's a piece of shit if he does. I mean, that's the Rockets issue to handle. Um, but it's also like we have the same sample size at this point. Like, Ime did a whole year of coaching. Joe did a whole year of coaching. And now they're both doing their second year. And in that same sample size, Joe has more wins. So, like, I don't <laughs> – like, if you want to just cut it down to the most simple statistic, Wins and losses. Joe has more. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. In the playoffs, we got one. We were one round shorter. We still went to Game Seven with the Heat to go to the finals. We were nearly there. It's nearly the same thing. If you really want to split hairs, there, okay. Ime has a a touch more quote unquote expertise in the playoffs. A touch touch more. Um, but it's not worth this whole. Like, it's also just, like, got to be annoying for Joe, for Brad, for everyone involved to just keep hearing the same crap over and over and over again. The players don't want to hear it. I'm sure Ime doesn't even care anymore. Like, he's like, I've moved on. Like, they yep. they fired me, but they paid my contract. Like, everything's kosher. Like, I fucked up. I was the idiot. I broke the rules. This is a business. Like, no one cares more than the people on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone involved, the players, the coaches, the management of both teams, no one cares except for the guys and gals on Twitter. That's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, people on Twitter are good at that. They're good at caring too much about random things. Our armchair managers will never let anything go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, good for good for the Rockets. I'm, I'm not mad either. Like, They've been so bad for so long. They kind of deserve a winning coach, you know, like it also could just blow up in their face again. Like who knows? It's way too early in the season. Like 
half the teams have played 15 or less games, or all the teams actually have played 15 or 16 or less games, whatever. Um, right. We're a, like a little bit less than a quarter of the way through the season. There's time for anything to happen. Like, like yeah. they could go on a, a major losing streak and be the Rockets that we all know and love. And then we're not having this conversation at all. Like once right. Ime hits his first like bump in the road, are we still going to be hearing Ime versus Joe? I hope so because if not, y'all are hypocrites. <laughs> like I want to, I want to hear it when they're bad because they're the Rockets and they're not going to stay white hot. Like, it, and even even so, let's back up. They're not even white hot. They're eight and six. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Two games over five hundred. Whoa. <laughs> They're not leading their their conference like we are. Like I, yeah. I don't get. I'm so sick of the Joe slander. I'm so sick of people trying to come at Joe and trying to compare him to the guy who was before him, and it, it's unnecessary and really has no point. Like we are we are a better team. We've been scoring more. Our offensive and defensive ratings are off the charts right now. Yeah, leave Joe alone. <laughs> people. Getting mad about all the wrong things, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Like, for sure. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, I mean, we could go into the standings, or the we could talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, We'll talk about the elephant in the room. Gotta do it. <sighs> Joshua Giddy. I don't even know if his full name's Joshua. I don't know. Josh probably. Giddy. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, it probably is. That would make sense. Or it's like some random thing that, you know, isn't even short for or long for Josh, but whatever. Uh, Josh Giddy has allegations of sleeping with a minor. Um, not a good look. Anyway, you cut it. Um, not a lot of information, not a lot of details, just a random Twitter post that that uh, kind of went viral, very viral, uh, on the morning of Thanksgiving, which has got to be an awkward holiday for Josh. Uh, well, maybe I don't think he – I doubt he celebrates it, right? He's Australian. Well, that's fair too. I, yeah, he is Australian. Um, initial thoughts, Grace. Like, I, I know there's not everything out. We don't have all information and everything. But, like, right now – I mean, Twitter, let him have it. Like, Twitter, Twitter was – Going, pop it off. Um, but I don't. What are your right off the rip? I mean, what do you what do you have to say? What do you what do you think about what is happening? I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. I, number one, you have to believe survivors. And if this girl comes out and we find out that she is this age, this is something that we have to take very seriously. Correct. But more importantly, I don't care right now if it's true or not. There has to be a response from the league beyond Correct. just we're looking into it. He's going to play tonight. Like he's playing right now or he's about to play. Yeah, and he's about to play. So like, look, I don't care if, if you guys are really going to, and, and I just want to like when the John ja Morant thing happened, it was a weekend. There was an immediate response from the league. That's you know, before they had even really like, I mean, I guess there was no looking into it. They had to do, I mean, the video was right there. No, yeah. They looked into it in the six second clip, but I get what you mean. Right. But like, if there's any possibility that this is true, 
you have to either like say exactly <laughs> what you're doing to look into it, number one. And honestly, I think that if you have to end up paying him back because you were wrong, I don't think that he should be playing until you say that he was wrong. Like that or that right. this was wrong. Like this was or an incorrect, this was a, report. incorrect. Right. You're sorry that it that it happened, but for the sake of this individual and any victims or people who have experienced this out there, you did your due diligence. You were wrong, but I would much rather you be wrong and have it, it, be, it out. It would be, yes, I agree. It would be better yeah. for them to reprimand him and then have to walk it back and then be like, oh, our mistake. We looked into the details. You will get your back pay. You will blah, blah, blah. But like for them to jump in and just say, we're looking into it. For Oklahoma to not make a statement, for Josh to be like, I have no comment on the matter, for their coach to say I have no comment on the matter. It's like, it's all over the internet. Um, you know, I mean, media outlets picked it up today. I That was one thing that I was a little interested in is that it was like two days of kind of just being only on Twitter and random like tabloids. And then it got picked up today. Right. Um, there should be no protecting of Josh right now because it is unknown if he is a pedophile or you know a piece of shit or whatever the out the, the allegations is that he had sex with a 15 year old um yep. legally one uh the age of consent in oklahoma is 16 the age of consent in australia is 16 so like whether or not we want to get into the moral dynamics of age of consent i can't tackle that yeah but the law the law is the law so if this girl, because she's not even 18, or she might be, that's a weird thing. There's so much not known about this right now. But yeah. the, the, the point of the matter is, is that Josh Giddy should be on sabbatical or on leave or on suspension without pay until this is figured out, period, the end. Like, you have to do right by figuring it out before you just go, yeah, well, we don't know, so we're going to let him play. Guys, what are we doing out here pretending that the extent of this investigation would literally have to be, that's who it is, that girl right there, how old is she? She's old. Yep. <laughs> that's it. We figured it out. I, it, like, this is the most, one of the most powerful entities. The NBA is one of the most powerful entities in the world, and you're telling me that you can't figure that out in that amount of time? You're totally lying. You just don't want to. Right. It's like either they already know and they don't know how to handle it or they're trying to let it blow over. But like, that's not going to happen. Like, that's just not going to happen in this league. Uh, I forget who it was in the MLB, but one of the players was found to yes. be having, having relations with an underage girl. I remember. And, and Twitter blew up about it. And then the MLB instantly was like, yeah, we're looking into this. And then the team was like, he's on suspension without pay. Like, it was weird to see the MLB handle that in a day. And now we're, what, three days removed from the news breaking and Josh Giddy's playing tonight. And we don't have an answer from his team, the league himself, the, the, uh, the victim. Like, we don't have any information. And it, like you said, it should be so simple to figure out. This, yeah. is, this is Liv Cook. Hello, Miss Cook. How old are you? Right. Then everything is answered. That's really all it is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So that's what I'm, I think that's the thing that I take the biggest issue with because then at this point, it's like, look, I don't care if you did look into it and, and 
you found out that it was completely wrong. These reports were wrong. It was the wrong person. Like this was the wrong person in the video, whatever. And they came out and they said, we saw the allegations. You looked into it. They are not true. End of story. But it's such an awful look for a league that is already so rife with bad looks right now. Oh, yeah. For them to be like, we'll talk about it later. Like, later. Later comment. No. We'll get, we'll get to it when we do. It's like, no. Nope. This is not the kind of thing you can just come back to later. Like, this needs to be addressed now. So, yeah. I'm Again, per usual, I'm taking a lot of issue with the league's uh, decision on how they were going to manage this. But what else is new? Yeah. And I mean, just to cover the whole story, the allegation is that she is a 15-year-old girl. Uh, Josh Giddy had sexual relations with her. That there's gray area about whether or not she was at a club. And if she was at a club and underage, how is she in there? Uh, there's allegations that she is over 21 because of hashtags that she uses on social media. But anyone can type anything on social media. So, like, that's really not anything. Um, and then, the, you know, the whole weird morality of the age of consent. Josh Giddy's from Australia. He was born and raised in, some, in a country where the age of consent is 16. As weird as that it's may be. No, it does not make it it better. I'm just saying, like, if you have to get in some headspace to be like, oh, the age of consent is 16 in Australia, the age of consent is 16 in Oklahoma, if she's 16, this is legal. Like, one, ew, you're 21 and an NBA star. You don't need to be dating or or having relations with a 16-year-old. You're in the NBA, I promise you. There are other fish in the sea. This didn't need to be what you chose to do, but the law is the law. And even as weird as it is, if she turns out to be 16 or older, then technically he did nothing wrong as much as like everyone. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Why would you like, why are you in the NBA at 21 years old picking up someone who's in middle school or high school? Like you, you that's just weirdo behavior. Yeah. Period. The end. <laughs> like that's... To, put on, to put on my legal hat here for a second, two things. Number one, whether or not this happened in Oklahoma, I actually don't even know. Um, yeah, exactly. So it also depends on whatever it state it was in. Um, the other thing is that uh, mistake is not a defense for this sort of crime. So if you made a mistake, if you were wrong, it doesn't matter. The crime still okay. stands. It's not a defense. It's, you know, it's... Whereas, like, in certain crimes, mistake is a defense. Like, you accidentally kill the wrong person. Like, you're going to kill somebody else. That is a defense to get a lesser sentence. It's not a defense in this case. So, I don't care what ends up coming out. If this girl is underage, that's a crime, first of all. Correct. And second of all, Josh Giddy, I hate you and you should never play in the NBA again. Correct. I mean, I'm on the same stance. It's like, innocent uh or guilty and uh what the fuck is this saying <laughs> until proven guilty yeah there we go that's how the law works innocent until proven guilty but like at the same time it's like no not in this case that's weirdo behavior um i'd be happier to walk back being upset or being calling him a pedophile or you know labeling right. him as a fucking weirdo i'll walk that back if that turns out to be the case yeah, you, right yeah. now like you guys have right a word now, that- it does not look good Right, you guys have our word that if we're wrong, if this is not, this is all nothing. All right, I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm not completely sorry because I still think that something needed to be said, and that's still a mistake. Right. 
But fine, you're right. If you're right about Josh Giddy, great. It means that nobody was harmed in this situation, like in terms of like being a victim of a crime. That's awesome. That's the ideal outcome, honestly. Correct. Um, even if it just means Josh Giddy's a weirdo, which I still think he probably is. Yeah. Um, like, so at the end of the day, though, I just, I'm so exhausted with the NBA. Never just fucking do one thing right. Like, I'm begging you to just take accountability one time, Adam Silver. Like, that is it. Yeah. And not when it's about John Morant. It's, I don't need that. No, like, we keep, we keep hitting this point that uh, every time someone comes up with allegations of anything yeah. or a suspension is possible, we bring up John Morant. But, like, they're, it would, it's, it's because of how quickly it was addressed when it came to John Morant and how quickly they wanted to make a statement and how quickly they reprimanded him and then reprimanded him again. There was, you know, there was haste in that. But then when it comes to a DV case or a possible pedophilia case or assault or whatever, like we're, we're just kind of yeah. like, ah, well, we got to look into it. It's like, what the yeah. fuck do you mean? Like, yeah. You should figure those ones out as fast as you can. Right. We'll figure out what Jaws' deal was with his stupid pea shooter and Instagram yeah. uh, when we figure it out. But I don't know. I mean, it's something that we've constantly said. The inconsistency from the NBA right now is both baffling and nauseating because it's we're just going in circles and I'm getting sick of it. Like literally getting off the tilt a whirl, keep something consistent, do your goddamn job. I don't, I don't know. And like, he's, he's either going to go down as, you know, forgiven for whatever, you know, uh, question mark or questionable, whatever, if she is of age, or you're going to go down as Carl Malone. So not like, you know, Josh, you did this to yourself. Uh, You know, you have your own due responsibility to one figure out the age of someone that you're going to have relations with. Like also it's like you're an NBA star. You know better than to get into any kind of confusing or messed up situation like this. Unless you're just like a complete piece of shit. Unless you just post about it, you know? Right. Exactly. That's the, that's the the caveat is like, Oh, this is my girl. It's like, bro, you are just damning yourself and being an idiot. Like, one, if you were one, if you're laughing in the face of the NBA, at the end of the day, you're gonna go down as the villain. I promise you, like you're not gonna get away with something like that. But it's just so much of a mess, and for the NBA to just be like, we're gonna leave this mess here, and either it'll figure itself out, or everyone will forget about it, or whatever. It's like no, like you guys have to be forthcoming you have to be steadfast you have to be in front of shit like this not letting not letting twitter take the narrative and spin it how they're going to spin it because we're it's the internet like the social media is going to say whatever the fuck social media wants to say and now you have way more damage control if and again if and only if josh is quote-unquote innocent then you have way more damage control to do than if you got in front of it and tried to be like there's a situation. Josh Giddy is sitting out until we figure it out. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Like that, that was the easiest way to handle this situation. And instead we are left with Josh Giddy playing and you know, the league ignoring it, the team ignoring it, Josh Giddy ignoring it. It's like, okay, so is this just going to be another one of those things? 
that the, the league just ends up ignoring. And it's like, this can't be the way that you operate. It yeah, just cannot be. That, that no, is. like that, that's the worst precedent to be setting. And, and we've said it before, but like the, the NBA is quote unquote, the most progressive league. And right. we seem to be shying away from that. No, every this, time we say that, year. it yeah. seems like <laughs> a little bit less true. I'm like, I, I don't know what, what the, I, it truly is mind-boggling some of the decisions that these executives are making, and I just want to know what is going through the heads of the the brass here of the NBA. I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like the bottom line and profit are taking over some of these uh, moral decisions, and that shouldn't be the case. At the end of the day, we need a product that is safe for everyone. We need a league that is safe for everyone. We need to hold our players accountable. Yeah. And that's that should be the standard. That should be the precedent. Like right. whether or not whether or not you have to walk something back, I'd rather you be cautious or you be protective of victims or viewers or a- anyone else. Yeah. But instead they're like, well, we'll figure it out when we figure it out and we'll do damage control afterward. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. I'm like, please be real. I know that's what everybody on Twitter like that is like trying to defend it. Like, is like innocent to proven guilty. Innocent. First of all, this is not a court of law. This is a private organization. So shut the fuck up. Second of all, it's that like, do you guys understand like how much better it is to be safe in this situation? Correct. Like, I am sorry, but a couple games probably it wouldn't have even had to be a game while this was figured out so much better than doing this and being wrong you know and and yeah it, exactly it it's gonna look a million times it, it's gonna exactly it's gonna blow up in their face if they let josh get which they are they're letting josh get play. he is playing yep yep if when they if slash when they let josh giddy play and then he's found guilty it's going to look a million times worse than if they stopped josh giddy from playing and were proven that this was a false accusation or something like that. Like, right. it's not, it's not hard to walk it back. Sorry, it's Josh. Science. <laughs> no, like you say, sorry, Josh, we'll give you the pay for the game. You didn't play. We'll compensate the team somehow, some way. Like it's, it, you can easily do that, but to try and walk back public opinion on such a touchy yep. matter and an ugly matter, like you have a possible pedophile on your team. You should be looking yep. at addressing that. Yep. And the league and the team are like, whatever. They're like, I don't know. No, hands up. I don't know what to do. Uh, can't figure it out. Like, we're, I mean, you are here speaking into microphones, like recording this for our listeners, and we have a better grasp of how to handle right. this situation. It's like, come on, guys. You can pay millions of dollars. Give us the job. <laughs> I mean, that's basic. That was basically my uh, elevator pitch to Adam Silver to step down and let either one of us. Yeah. Exactly. Or a, a co commissionership. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, that's the elephant in the room. The big old question mark in the NBA right now. Yet another scandal. Yet another weird way of handling it. But this is the league that we watch, and yes, it is. It's it's again baffling. Next week we probably have it. something new to talk about that somebody did I, well, that was terrible. 
one, I hope we have answers by next week. Like it, it should yeah. not take seven days. And if it does, figure out. we got some big problems here. Yeah, exactly. Like big problems. We will either know one way or the other. That should be how it goes. Uh, we should know already, and we should know like tomorrow. Like, let's address this. Let's figure this. Let's let's not take our time in a weird matter like this. Yeah, you need to be ahead of it. And we're not going to do this whole Carl Malone thing where we just sweep it under the rug and pretend everything's fine and let him be in the Hall of Fame. Like, no. If Mm-mm. Josh Giddey's a pedophile, his career's over, period, the end. That's how it that, that, That's how it goes. And again, Josh and anyone who is a Josh Giddey fan, I'll walk it back. I yep. will. But we right will. Now, but right now, you're guilty until we find out who this person actually is, how old they actually are, and what the fuck happened, which, again, needs to be figured out sooner rather than later. Hopefully, we know before we record next week, because if we don't, like you said, like... (laughs) No, you guys are going to hear... If you think this is Angry Grace, you're going to hear some fucking, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) rightfully fucking so. Um, But yeah, that's the guinea news. Whatever the fuck... I, I'm just so annoyed that like people who are so shitty keep appearing in the league yeah, <laughs> and making I mean, it so difficult to enjoy the product. Charles and Barkley I, addressed it with Adam Silver to his fucking face. What yeah. are you going to do about this? And he didn't have an answer. So No, which is crazy because Chuck was a bad boy when he was in the league. And now he's kind of right. come around to the, the other end of reform being like, all right, like you need to be – you need to be on top of this. Like you, this is the this is the product that we love. This is the league that we love. We need to get the bad characters out. You need to be, you know, you need to you need to rule with more of an iron fist, and that's okay. Like yep. we'll apologize afterward. We can say sorry, we were wrong. It's better to, you know, go forward and be strict on shit than just letting shitty people continue to be in the league and representing the brand. Yep. But Ja, if you're listening on your suspension. Sorry, buddy. Yours was handled lickety split. If I'm Ja, I'm, I'm fucking. Pissed. If I'm Ja and I'm watching this whole goddamn season, I'm screaming at the air. I'm I like, mean, what the fuck is going on? Like, I honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if if they keep it up. Like, there is a potential legal case by Ja Morant to be made here if this doesn't oh, yeah. end up in something more serious. I don't know what that necessarily that the the it would be, but you know. I don't know. I, I'm if I'm the NH if I'm NHLPA wrong sport. If I'm, the, <laughs> if I'm the NBA Players Association. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking at to appealing Josh right now because yeah, I'm looking at this jaw. a little bit more closely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he, twenty five games, versus four for or five for punching someone on national television, zero for a second account of domestic violence. Uh, yeah, four game that. suspension for taking your dick out at nine times yep. in a private setting in front of a doctor. Like, let's make the numbers make sense because now you're now you're acting like the fucking NFL where we're saying that mm-hmm. it's like when Josh Gordon used to be suspended every year, like for a full year for smoking weed, but guys yeah. with DV cases would get like four game suspensions. It's like right. no, we we need to really get our priorities straight and punish the guys that need to be punished. Yep. 
figure it the fuck out. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yes, moving on. Uh, Josh Giddy's teammate, we'll translate this way, or segue this way. Oh, yeah. Translate fucking uh, <laughs> Giddy's teammate, Chet Holmgren, uh, has made news this week by topping, nope, nope, <laughs> no phrasing. <laughs> nice. Jump, jumping Wemby. <laughs> jumping Wemby in the uh, Rookie of the Year standings. Uh, it is now Holmgren at one, uh, Wemby at two, and I believe Asar Thompson at three. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, my original pick of Scoot Henderson being Rookie of the Year is in the garbage and flip that switch, hit the garbage disposal, probably gone. <laughs> but my my take that Wemby is not going to be Rookie of the Year is still alive. Thank you, Chet. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting to see because we always have this conversation about the uh, MVP race about like how much we factor in the success of a team kind of unprecedented not necessarily I mean I know that it's happened plenty of times before but like for Chet to be a we're looking at like Chet Holmgren is like you know he's on a pretty good team does that factor in in the same way that like we look at MVP because like we talked about last week or the week before whatever when we were saying how the MVP race is often ultimately in part determined by how successful the team is you know you won't have somebody right. who's doing amazing on a shitty team um and so like the yeah, fact if you're that, ranked 30th you're not going to be MVP <laughs> right and like obviously I don't know if I if this part I had already said but about how like it's rare I feel like to see this successful of a rookie on a good team because we're talking about the best rookies are usually the ones who go top of the draft and so end up on shitty teams that got lottery picks. So it's sort of weird, obviously. I mean, you know, Chet. Chet did get a gap year though. Like that's that's the thing. That's what I mean. So like, that's why it's like kind of weird because this is technically like, you know, it's not like they just picked him last year. Um, But I, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, how much is that going to factor in? I think that's an important question because we don't often see stuff like this happen. Because, um, like, meanwhile, like, the fucking Pistons suck. Like, they're so bad. They can't buy a win to Correct. save their lots. Um, <laughs> they are truly horrendous. So I feel like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it shapes out because it is. it does seem like they're already factoring that in a little bit because I think – just confirm this before I say it out loud. That, yeah, like, Weminyama has, just across the board, slightly better stats. So if we're just right. looking at stats, but I think that the point that Chet Holmgren is now able to elevate his team more <coughs> helps his case. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But, you know, further down the further down the uh, list, Hawkins from the Pelicans, um, Lively Jr., Lively Jr., Lively the second. <laughs> there is a difference, I've learned. Um, did you know that there's a difference? 
No, I thought they were the same person. There's a lively junior and a lively two. No, 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 no. I just mean that the difference between if you say junior or if you say the second, it's because if there's like a gap. So like if, you know, if I am Grace Roberts, I, it doesn't really happen with women, but let's say that it did. If my, yeah. if I had my exact grandmother's name, I would be Grace Roberts the second. Whereas okay. if I just had the same name as my mom, I would be junior. You know what I mean? Okay, interesting. Because so I'm I'm technically the third. So um, you, then you are the third. But like if if it skips a generation, like if you use the other person's name. Anyway, that's just my fun fact of the day. <laughs> but now I'm confused because my dad by, went by the second, not junior. And me, my father, and my grandfather all well, have see, the same. See, that is weird. Last. I think that was just a weird choice that your father made. I think that one Probably. was just. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was like, I'm not going by junior. I'm just putting a two at the end of my name. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then, then we're talking about other terrible characters who arguably shouldn't be playing and Brandon Miller on the Hornets. Right. Um, but shouldn't yeah, so be ranked I mean, amongst the rookies, but whatever. That too. Um, so, I mean, Crazy stuff. Uh, a lot of successful rookies. I don't know if Holmgren will hold it. If he ends up needing to pick up even more of the slack soon, maybe he right. will. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel in general? Because I've always had an issue with uh, the Chet Holmgren, the Ben Simmons, the Zion Williamson, like mm. those kind of cases where they miss their first, the Joel Embiid's, they miss their first year because of injury. And they come in in year two. And they get to be competing for rookie of the year. It's like, yes, it's your first year, full year in the, the league, but you're not really a rookie. And like we are seeing it right now with Holmgren, where it's more of a uh, most valuable rookie rather than rookie of the year. If we're going off stats alone, it is Wemby. If we're going off of stats and success of the team, it's Holmgren right now. But like you said, normally a rookie's on a team that's in rebuild or is right. down in the rankings. And, uh, Holmgren kind of got the advantage because of how many picks and how successful all those picks for Oklahoma have been. And, yeah. you know, his rookie season was supposed to be last year. Oklahoma wasn't as good last year as they are this year. Would he have right. been rookie of the year last year if he played? We don't know. Um, but I always thought it was interesting when they allow it because of injury. Like, I get it. I totally yeah. get it from the player point of, point of view. And like, oh, I didn't play. Like I, I should have an availability for rookie of the year, but at the same time, it's like, but you're competing now. It's almost like you're like, he's two years in the NBA. He's had two years of uh, NBA training, two years of uh, or a full year of NBA training, NBA doctors, NBA practice. You know, he's more attuned to the league rather than some of these guys who like Wemby, like Thompson, like both Thompson brothers, like Scoot, like, they came right out of college they or the G League, and they are adjusting in real time. Yeah. I mean, I think that the problem, and you see this way more uh, in the NHL, uh, because you see kids who will leave halfway through, like they'll, like they'll start playing like immediately after the NHL All-Star break, um, coming from college after their team gets out of like the hockey, the NCAA hockey tournament. Um mm -hmm. And then they they are they don't count as a rookie until their next season, but they've already had like half a season to play, right. um, and they get that development. But I think like by nature of like the fact that we still include like people who come from the G League, for example, like 
they're right. still getting a lot of development. So I'm sure like the argument for people like Holmgren is that it's, you know, it's a bunch of people who came straight from the G League. Like if they can still be considered rookie of the year, like they got development. I got stunted development the same way that they got a slightly lesser development. Um, right. But I don't know. It is especially weird with him because of, again, how good. How good their team. Stuff. Yeah. Right. And that just doesn't really happen that much. So I can see why this year it seems like extra exaggerated like extra you know controversial if you will yeah (laughs) Um, yeah rather than in years past where it's like okay this guy was hurt but it's okay he's still on a sucky team like right like we had i mean joel Embiid and ben simmons were both on the trust the process teams and they were bad and they were purposely being bad to try and figure out the draft picks and like yeah that's not the case here in oklahoma so it's interesting. It's definitely, uh, you know, it brings up that question again. I'm not saying that, you know, we should do away with calling Chet a rookie because, again, he is a rookie. He didn't get to play last year. He didn't get to chalk uh, up stats or anything like that. So it shouldn't be taken away from him. Uh, and if there's not enough. There just probably is not enough people who qualify to have like a second like, right. <laughs> rookie of the year. You go injured in here. It's not yeah. frequent enough of a problem to be like, we need to address this. Like it, it happens occasionally. And when it does, it's kind of like, ah, you know, seems weird, but yeah, it definitely doesn't happen frequently enough that you have to be like, this needs to be addressed right now. Like, I don't know. Right. No. And I mean, Wemby could play out of his mind and just up his numbers and up his yeah. stats. And then this whole conversation's over because he just beats Chet outright. Right. Um, but, I do see a couple people, especially Wemby stands. Philly, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if Chet wins Rookie of the Year, he's going to put an asterisk next to it and be like, well, he, yeah. he, blah, blah, blah. He was he was there for two years, and the, yeah. Oklahoma's really good. It's like, yeah, all right, I get it. I get your qualms, but yeah. this is this is how it goes. Um, speaking of Benjamin Simmons, just real quick, uh, he is – I'm God, it's forever. It's his love, full name. I know. Forever. I love when you say that. <laughs> Benjamin Simmons is still out with nerve irritation. I just wanted to say it to cause nerve irritation to any fans that might listen. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, Ben Simmons doing Ben Simmons things. The league is still the league that we know and love. Can't change him. No. Um, but on the other end of the rookie of the year race, uh, the MVP race. Uh, I do have both lists from this week and last week or two weeks ago and last week. Uh, but the MVP race is has been updated. Uh, we are looking at – I don't have the old list. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> current leader in the MVP race is Nikola Jovic, uh, Jokic. Fuck that name up. Good job. Uh, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Tatum rounding up the top five. Um, I know the last time that we talked about this, we kind of said SGA is up there because he deserves it, and he's kind of just going to stay at five. But he did jump Tatum. Um, So we kind of have to eat our words a little bit on that. You know, we thought it was more of an establishment list, and he seems to be climbing. And, I mean, he's playing well. Don't get me wrong. He does deserve to be in the conversation. But I didn't see him jumping anyone, so it is interesting to see him to go from four to or five to four. Yeah, 
yeah, I think that, that it is weird also. I just think it's a weird time for it to happen. Like, I just don't... He's playing great. Yep. Again, I love SGA. I don't... This is not, like, a qualm I necessarily have. It just seems like a weird time. Like, are we saying then that Jason Tatum had a really degraded his stock that much over the course of the week? I don't think so. Um, no, because he's still been balling out. Like, right. regardless of team play. But again, yeah. now we're we're kind of like, okay, well... The Celtics dropped two this week, and you know the Oklahoma's on a burner. Like, right? Does that make SGA more valuable of a player than it does yeah. Tatum? Like, this is where the arbitrary and the minutia of uh, yeah. the MVP race really comes into it. And then also, if you get into the back end, the uh, five through ten of the MVP race, you really get into the minutia because, as me and Grace were saying before uh, we started recording just feels like there's a couple names on here that are on there because they have to be on there. So we have Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards at uh, six, Tyrese Halliburton at seven, and then we have KD, Giannis, and LeBron rounding at eight through ten. So KD, Giannis, and LeBron, they feel like they're there because they're there. Like they have to be in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't there last week. Right, exactly. Like they kind of just were like, "We're here now." It's like that. So the establishment is back. We have to make sure that if we're talking MVP, LeBron and Kevin Durant have to be there because at one point they were considered the two best players in the whole league. Okay, right. Um, and Steph Curry completely fell out of the list because he's been injured. But it's like, okay, but when he was playing, he was MVP status. But now that he's missed games, he's not MVP status. It's like, all right. Yeah. Juggling a whole bunch of everything now. Yeah, it does feel sometimes very arbitrary. And I know, no, everybody's like, doesn't matter yet. We'll worry about it later. But I mean, it's still, it's not like these aren't the, you know, writers and the people that are still going to be determining this in the end. So it's interesting to see now, like, what matters now is probably going to matter down the line. So, yeah, and I mean, if you're not in the conversation now, it's going to be harder and harder every week to get into the conversation. The right. earlier they're talking about you and the MVP candidacy, the er- the more likely you have a chance of being there at the end of the conversation. Like, it's just how it works. Like, yes, KD, Giannis, and LeBron have appeared on the list, but, like, Curry comes back and Curry plays like Curry. Like, he's going to be back on the list. So it's just going to be this whole, how do we figure out where to rank everybody? And also, it's hilarious because at the end of the day, only one person wins this. What is the point of having it ranked? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's so true. You should just be like, this is the guy who's leading, period. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if they look at it. They must. The players? Yeah. I don't mean, like, they definitely watch it in the sense that, like, okay, I need to up my game or do this. Or, like, okay, Jokic is ahead of me. But, like, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, there's no way someone's like, well, I was second in MVP votes, so that's good enough. (laughs) I I bet they that they don't you know i'm sure they're like no i'm not paying any attention to that but i just you know oh, probably are oh, taking a little look-see you know oh, oh yeah they just want to take a little gander just to see how it's coming out especially a guy like shay like he's he's probably like low-key like you know i don't look but he's like yeah i'm up there in the top five yeah, he's probably like okay. you. he's like okay these are the stats of Jokic, Doncic, and Embiid. If I just get a little, okay, like if I, yeah, I could, I could do it. Like you gotta have to. There's a chance that he's looking at it, being like, "This is what I gotta upgrade in my play to 
get to the next level and also be in the top three or be in the top two or be the guy. Like there's no, there's no chance they're not looking at it or they're not at least like thinking about it when it comes to their play. It's like when players are like, oh, I didn't realize I dropped 50 tonight. It's like, you full of shit. Like, you, yeah, know yeah, yeah, right. you know how many times it went in and it didn't. <laughs> That's just math, buddy. Seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have any issue with the rankings right now, 1 through 10. I do question yeah. KD. All right. Yeah. LeBron, all right. Giannis, all right. Like Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't care. No, like, it also, like, that's the other thing is, like, there has to be at some point now, and I feel like it already has occurred, uh, especially with Jokic getting it twice and then Embiid getting it last year and now Jokic leading the MVP race, but it's kind of like a changing of the guard because right. the top one through, I mean, now including SGA, but the top one through five are – Similar to what they were last year. And it kind of feels like the old is on its way out, at least in MVP contention, and the new is on its way in. You know what stat I would really like to know? And I could so easily look this up. I'm not going to, but I know that it's out there. <laughs> I wonder what the longest number of years between an MVP win is. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that would be interesting. Like, won it, like, Want it in their twenties and then want it in their thirties, right? Like I don't think that that can't be more than like three or four years. Like there's no way. Probably not. Think. But anyway, not I can a... look that up at some point. <laughs> I'll find it on Wikipedia. Um, but that's just a weird stat to think about. Yeah, so I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, obviously, God, it would just heal my soul for Jason Tatum to win. But I would rather get Van Rayteen than see him win. So it's. I'll True. take either. Yeah, I would take Banner 18 before a Tatum MVP season. But if right. we get Banner 18, then I'm kind of like, all right, let's get a Tatum MVP let's season get a Tatum before MVP, we get 19. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it would be nice. You, you know, he's got he's got everything going for him. He's still a baby, but let's get him, let's get him a little trophy. Yeah. But finals MVP is more important to me right now. So let's get him Banner 18 and let's get him finals MVP. Rather than getting the regular MVP, if that's if that's the sacrifice we have to make. <laughs> yes. um, but speaking of Banner 18 and our strive to get there, the breakdown of the standings is as follows: In the East, the Boston Celtics are still number one at 12 and four. Uh, the Bucks and Orlando Magic are tied. For second and third at 11 and five. Okay, Orlando. Uh, fourth, Philly at 10 and five. Fifth, Miami, 10 and six. Uh, sixth, nine and six, Knicks. That was so confusing to say. Yeah, six, <laughs> nine, and six, Knicks. Six, nine, and six, Knicks. <laughs> uh, seven is Indy at nine and six. So I guess six and seven is tied. Uh, and then Cleveland is at eight, at eight and seven. I wrote 87, but that's not possible. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, I mean, right now we're looking good. We're at the top of the East still. You know, we dropped two games this week. Uh, one of them being to Orlando, which is called it. <laughs> 
unfortunately called it. Um, and we also dropped one against Charlotte, which I did not call because we should not have lost that game. And it was at the hands. I had a piece of shit, so it's even worse. Yeah, and, um, and then they had the audacity to interview and post They it. interviewed the motherfucker. I'm like, come what the on, guys. What kind of decision was that? Like, just another poor decision by the executives who, for allowing that. They should have just said, hey, interview whoever you want. Not him, though. Talk to, talk to Mello. Talk to the coach. Talk to anyone else. Yeah, that was a choice. That was a choice. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, like, it's... My issue with them interviewing him is also because of his public statement that he made. He wants his game to make it so that everyone forgets what he did and move on from the past. And it's like, okay, so if you hear that and you give him an interview, you are helping him feed that narrative that he hit a game winner and he's the guy and whoopity-doo Charlotte. Let's forget about everything else. It's like, no, come on, guys. It's right there in front of you. It's so easy not to be shitty. And you keep running into the fucking wall head first. Like, fuck. Yep. They're such dumbasses sometimes. But also talking about that Charlotte game, we shouldn't have lost that game. We were winning the whole game. We were winning with two minutes left. And then there were crucial free throws missed by Drew. Uh, JB missed a shot. And then Tatum misses one of his three free throws. And then Miles Bridges hits the dagger three-pointer. And we lose the game to the Hornets in literally seven minutes. Like, we had two minutes before overtime. And we go to overtime, and then we blow it. And it's like, this, that, the, one, the one thing that frustrated me about that is it felt like a loss from last year. As we've been saying a lot this year, we've been winning the games that we would lose last year. That was one of the games that we would have lost last year, and we did lose this year. And it's just like, you got in your own way. Like, we made stupid mistakes. Shots didn't fall. Okay, fine. But, like, there was two minutes left, and you had a 90-something percent chance of winning. Like, I looked at the the graph that they do as, like, the percentiles of, like, throughout the game as you're winning. We're, like, parked at, like, 80 or above the whole game, and then two minutes left, drops down into Charlotte. And I'm like... How? Yeah, How? Why? <laughs> it was it was very troubling for me. So on Monday when we played that game, I went to the UNC <coughs> State hockey game in Raleigh. And when I was leaving, there were five minutes left in the Bruins game, and there were like six minutes left in the Celtics game. Yep. And I was like, Bruins were up by two goals. Celtics mm-hmm. were winning pretty handedly. Okay, I get everything. Look good. Make the thirty-minute drive home from Raleigh. Do 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 do. Living my life. Get inside. I'll just check and see the Bruins score. Bruins lost in overtime. Let me check the Celtics score. Celtics lost in overtime. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) So I was. I was. It was so so safe when I left, and then I know. (laughs) (sighs) I was. I had stopped. I'm gonna be honest. I had stopped watching the Charlotte game. At halftime, Monday Night Football was on. I was watching it with my roommate. Um, and then I, I happened to go on Twitter and saw everyone bugging the fuck out. And I was like, oh, got to pull up my iPad. Got to check on the Celtics and watch this blow the, the the win. And then saw everyone on Bruins Twitter be like, we blew the win. And I was like, so this is how the Patriots lose the bye week. 
<laughs> so yes. this is how, as a Patriots fan, we didn't play a game this week, but this is how the Patriots lose the bye week. Both the Celtics and the Bruins lose in overtime to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> it was truly, truly disastrous. Uh, yeah, tough losses all around. But yeah, that Charlotte game, you just, you do those especially, you just hate to drop because they look great. They look great. They look great. This is a team they should be beating. I shouldn't be concerned. Yeah. And then you fumble on the one yard line, you know? Right there. No. And I mean, like, I have seen a lot of people go to bat and say it was the end of a long road trip. We were already on a six game win streak. Something had to give. And it's like, yes, I totally understand that. But it's fucking Charlotte. Like, win the games, you got to win. Like, I, it, it was there. We had it. It's not like one of those things where we got blown out and it's like, okay, well, it was a bad day. It was like we had the win until two minutes were left, and then we blew it. And that's why it's more frustrating. If this was like, oh, Charlotte came out, they played off the fucking walls, and they were beating us by 20 the whole time, I'd be like, whatever, bad day. Wrap it up. But we had it. We were there. And we fumbled it. And, you know, I mean, the next game that we played uh, was against the Bucks, and I was hoping to God that, you know, that didn't carry over that yeah. losing mentality that like, oh, we just lost to Charlotte. We suck kind of like mood didn't take over. And it didn't. We, you know, we beat the Bucks. We beat them handedly. Um, yep. We made a statement game against the Bucks, And then we play Orlando. And then we drop that game. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Orlando <laughs> like, is what? so our kryptonite. I don't have an explanation for it. I, call, I called it. I knew it. I, there's no reason why, but they just have the script on how to beat the Celtics, and they do it day in and day out. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they don't share that with anybody else, I'm cool with it because they no, do still No, keep it in it. Orlando. Keep it in Orlando. You lose yeah. to enough people where we're not going to have to deal with you. Uh, right now, you, you're well, in uh, third. Right now, you're in third. <laughs> something happened, and I had to watch a Celtics magic. <laughs> Seven-game series? Oh. I would spoon my eyes out. Oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> The concern I have for a Celtics Magic seven game series. That's the worst thing that could happen. Very high. It is yeah. so high. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can't say with confidence in seven games we come out and win against the Magic. I can't confidently be like, we're gonna win that. I can't say that it's gonna go to six games. They've they last year beat us three one in the season series, and now they're beating us one oh in the season series. Like in the last that's that's a playoff series. That's uh, yeah. so we're four and one. We're four and one against them in a in a best of four or best of seven to bet winner at four at words. God damn it! <laughs> you knew what I meant. Um, but you know, also, the, I made the mistake. I was it was clearly going to be a league pass game. So obviously, you get whatever stream you get. You can switch the streams or whatever. Um, but I was watching the Orlando broadcast, so that was oh, that was fun. They're just gassing up Orlando as they're you know kicking our asses, and I'm just like, please stop interviewing Mo Wagner. I don't want to hear him talk anymore. I don't like oh, this. First of all, what was he really? How is everyone a Michigan boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both brothers, Michigan guys. He was he was what? We're both brothers, Michigan guys. Yep. Yep. Uh, One of them yeah. might have transferred at the end, but they were both Michigan guys. Uh, 
yeah, I Fogners were a Michigan family. Um great. <laughs> but anywho, uh Michigan yeah, haunts. <laughs> I just hated I hated watching them lose to the magic, even if I did kind of expect it. You know, I was I was ready for it, but at the same time. Yeah, just because I predicted it last week didn't mean I wanted it to happen. <laughs> like <laughs> other thing is like i i think we're all still a little caught up in the magic of the past Not, and i don't mean that i mean like the magic the team of the past that like oh i thought you were talking about like no no no, no, no wonderment no. and nostalgia uh, of life no, the, the <laughs> i was like oh philosophical no the magic of previous <laughs> years because i think the magic this year are showing pretty well that they actually are a pretty good team like they're not bad so no they're they're not well you know who is bad the hornets and we still lost that game too so yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) at least you know it felt a little bit less painful than losing to the magic of years past who were actually very bad and somehow still beat us um because at least this team can play a little bit so. I mean, Orlando beat the Nuggets before they beat us. Their their right. win streak is pretty. They don't. They're beating good teams. It's not. Yeah. As, yeah. as mad as I am, and as annoyed as I am as a Celtics fan, you have to look at also who else they're beating. They beat the former champions. Like, come on. Like they, they beat yeah. the guy who's leading in the MVP race. If, if they beat us, like that kind of makes sense. I don't like it, but like no. they're 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 rolling right now. If a team's hot, a team's hot. Sometimes that's just how it is. Yeah, and they are. Yeah. But like it always has to be the magic, and stuff is always, always going to haunt my nightmares. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so uh, we predicted both you and I a one, two, three, four, five, four and one at the uh, end, or when we would record. Now we were a little wrong. We were three and two because no one accounted for the Charlotte game. You had the L against the Bucks. I'm glad that we proved that wrong. Yeah, me too. Uh, I had the L against Orlando. I'm upset that we didn't prove that wrong. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, am I going to complain about dropping two games in November to shitty teams? This week, yes. A week from now, <laughs> no. Uh, a week from now, no. Yeah, gonna, at, at the I'm end of the gonna... season, no. But, like, right now, yeah, I'll complain about it. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, one, we have said, and we will continue to say, I don't care what seed we are. Just get me in the goddamn playoffs. Two, wins and losses happen every goddamn day in the NBA. The old uh, NFL saying, any given Sunday, any given any day in the NBA. Um, you know, like, it's, the sky hasn't fallen. Uh, I know uh, KP – had leg tightness, I think is what they refer to it as. And he's out out tomorrow. Which is, you know, okay. KP has an injury. Everyone look up at the sky. Nothing's going to hit you in the head. We're okay. Like, I promise we're good. Um, I, you know, I hope he has a, a speedy recovery from that. And, you know, there's nothing too serious there, but even so, we got to roll forward. Everyone else is healthy. Uh, we That was our first loss with Derek White, too. That was the annoy- other annoying part. Mm, is yeah. We were we were 0-3 without Derek White, and then this was our first loss with Derek White. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I thought you were the magical piece. <laughs> we Which I still win. think he is. 
I mean, I just, yeah, no, he's he's so much our X factor. It's insane the amount that he's still not accounted for or talked about in respect. Um, I saw someone. I think it was uh, Keith Smith, the uh, contract and cap guy on Twitter, but um, mm. he tweeted, uh, "Derek White is still the best 101st player in the league," and I was like, "That is." fire (laughs) to leave him to leave him off your top 100 fine he's 101 and he's better than half the people on that list yeah and we have him so i'm okay i'm okay with that um he's 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 bringing it i love Derek white really really do who doesn't love Derek white you know i mean celtics fans are enamored with him spurs fans are screaming at the air that the the trade worked out this well for the celtics i know i love Uh, that it is what it is. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, you're getting Derek White. You're not going for DeJounta Murray or you're not, you know, no, we knew what we were doing. We got the guy we yeah, wanted. He's we always know. fucking great. <laughs> In Bradley's trust, he does not miss. Yep. Um, but yeah, the C's are fine. Um, what do we have coming up in the schedule? Let's just see. In, well, we play, not tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, reading is difficult we have atlanta tomorrow so today for you guys if you're listening on sunday uh tuesday we are up against chicago both home games uh my app won't let me go to december friday against philly home oh so we're on a homestand nice okay great so we have we have atlanta at home on sunday uh, Chicago at home on Tuesday, which is our last in-season tournament game. Uh, if we win, then we're tied with the Magic for our group, and then I don't know what it comes down to. to decide. And no losses, at, points. no losses at home so far. Yeah, no loss. Still undefeated in the Garden. Love it's to see it. Good. Yep, correct. <laughs> um, and then uh, to round it off, for until we record next, it will be Philly on Friday, December 1st. So uh atlanta chicago philly three and oh easily handedly i might go no problem I might, <laughs> I might go win win loss on that one against philly come on I don't know. we can't we can't tie the season series this is our last game against philadelphia for the rest which is of the weird year. which is which crazy is crazy december 1st is the last game we play against philadelphia until maybe the playoffs which yeah. is bizarre, but okay. Uh, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to go two and two with Joel. I can't. I'll. I'd rather drop a game against Chicago, not Chicago, because that's in-season tournament. I'd rather drop a game against the Hawks because it has no effect on the in-season tournament, and it's not Philly. So if we have to lose one in these next three, let it be Atlanta. But um, losing to the Hawks would hurt. Yeah, I know that dirty lollipop looking motherfucker. They're bad too. They are bad. They are not good. Um, they're probably gonna fire their coach again too. They're, I, they have to figure it out. They have to shop around and really figure out if Trey Young or Dejounte Murray or anyone else on that team is worth building around, and either torch it and start over or get pieces to support their their stars because. It is not working, and it hasn't been working, and it seems to be a waste of 
not that I really care about Trey Young's career, but it yeah. does seem to be trending towards the, a waste of his years or his yeah. prime. Um, but whatever, the Hawks have their own issues, and I'm I don't work for or root for Atlanta, so I'm not gonna no, that's their figure problem. it out. Yeah, <laughs> not my issue. That's on y'all. Um, before we wrap it up, I know we talked about the East. We got to talk about the West. Leading the West, uh, the two teams tied at first and second are the Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at eleven and feel, four, feels like an <laughs> ultimate dimension. These teams. <clears throat> my god these teams in like if you go back i don't even want to say a decade if you want to go back three four five years now nah, you can probably go back a whole decade <laughs> like until like last year and this year we're not good we're not contenders did not have anything to really hang their hat on and with all those draft picks for oklahoma and the rudy trade now seems to be paying off for the Timberwolves. Right. I I just gotta gotta applaud the organizations over there. The West isn't yep. my problem, so I don't really care who's one and two over there. Um, but yeah, no one would have guessed this. No one would have guessed one and two being OKC and the Wolves. Yeah, are you kidding um, me? <laughs> like, well, the Thunder Thunder are on a six game winning streak right now. Um. Potentially, maybe it'll be broken tonight. I don't know. Playing the Sixers. Yeah, so. Could be. Joel could, could, be. Joel could end that. Or um, SGA could keep stepping up and try and climb that ladder, especially if he stands out against Joel. Yep. And uh, the Suns are also on a six-game winning streak. Seems like with Devin Booker yep. and Kevin Durant. They're working out. They are working out. And they still haven't added Bradley Beal, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> When you yeah. really think about it, <laughs> they're on a six game win streak, and Bradley Beal is still dealing with lower back issues. And it's like, oh, so when he comes in, can you be stopped? <laughs> I don't know. I don't or, or does it mess up the chemistry? I don't know. I'm that big of a difference maker these days. The thing oh, that's because he hasn't played Grace. Once he's back, you're gonna be like, oh, shit. he's yeah, good. Be wrong. I might be, I might be proven wrong, won't be the first time. <laughs> um Dallas is parked at third, ten and five. Phoenix is uh fourth, ten and six. Denver is dealing with a little bit of a championship hangover. Yeah. Uh fifth, ten and six, fifth overall. Uh Sacktown, sixth overall, nine and six. <laughs> the Rockets, Emay's Rockets are eight and six and have the seven seed, and then LeBum's Lakers. LeBum and AD still squeaking into the playoffs at nine and seven. Yep. Whatever. I mean, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of teams that you would have expected to be better to start the season. I know we said that last week, but like it, it's early. Uh, not everyone has full strength, but it's definitely weird to see one Dallas working out. Like, I, I hate that the Kyrie Grant Luca thing is working out. That's yeah. annoying. <laughs> uh, Phoenix is successful without Bradley Beal. I wish Denver was doing better because they're one of the teams I hate the least in the West. Right. Yeah. Um, Sacramento was so hot last year and it's now kind of meddling. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think they'll settle in 
I think they'll sell. Well, Fox, they'll Fox sell. was hurt early in the season, so I'm True. sure having him back uh, will definitely, you know, put them back on the right trajectory. The Rockets being eight and six, I would love for that to just flip back over and for them to sink below 500 just because fuck Ime, but I also understand they're a young, talented group of players with a qualified coach. So as annoying as it is to see them there, they kind of make sense being a bubble team, seven, eight, nine, ten, right. playing playing team. Uh, and LeBron can't be killed. LeBron will always hang out in the playoff seating. You can't stop LeBron James uh, until, well, until he uh, hangs it up, really, I think. Is how it's that ever be. happens. I So that's one thing, and I think like that we can round off all conversations with this, but like the LeBron James era obviously is coming to an end, quote unquote. Um, but how long is he, got, like the one, the first thing he said is he's playing until he can play with Bronny. Right. And he'll be a free agent at the end of the year because he keeps signing one-year deals to make sure that he can go wherever Bronny goes. Yeah. But how long do we think he'll, like if they make it happen, like whoever drafts LeBron James Jr. and then clears their cap space to bring LeBron James Sr. in, um, how long How long do you think he does it? Like how long do you think he goes, all right, I got to play with my kid? One year, two years? Like I don't know what works. You know, right? <laughs> if it's working, first of all, it'd be hilarious. I just think it's objectively funny and cool for him to play with his son. I think that that's like, wow, that's. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, um, for him to have the longevity in the league to right. have a child and then play with that child in the NBA is yeah nuts. <laughs> that is actually insane. Um, but you know, I think because I also think that he'll go for nothing. He'll go for a dollar and a stick of gum uh, to any team that that. Oh yeah, he'll make it work. I think he'll make it work cap wise just to do, just to do the damn thing, just to be like I'm on the team with Bronny. The league will bend any rule it has to bend in order to make sure yeah. that happens. Like, oh, uh, LeBron James gets the veteran minimum. So they're like, uh, no. Cap <laughs> face is going up, but just for that team. <laughs> um, just for the guys who want LeBron James and the other LeBron James. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I could see him doing it for, I think he'll do it for at least a year, probably two. Um, but I do think it depends on how successful it is. <laughs> I mean, how it would be weird and hard, I think, to play with your dad. Like, that'd be like if yeah. I playing yeah. with my dad like that it's hard enough like when your dad like coaches your like you know aau team when you're growing up it'd be like oh right. he's like which, on the which lebron has been doing for Bronny his whole childhood <laughs> he's been the coach or at least in the coach's ear and yeah. now he's gonna be like oh yeah now we're now we're brothers in arms you're no longer my yeah. son <laughs> you know pass the ball like it's just gonna be so funny and weird i don't know how if you don't give me the rock you're grounded <laughs> yeah right it's like honestly i props to Bronny if he does it because he's stronger than i would be um but i think it'll be funny so i, I could see it happening for a couple of years what about you you think you think it would uh i mean the whole thing has been and the, the the thing there's been no production drop off. That is the weirdest part True. about this whole LeBron James playing in the quote unquote twilight of his. Yes, he is an insane athlete, and he's kind of Brady esque in the fact that like age does not affect him. He is going to right. go until the wheels fall off, 
And right now the wheels are snug and well fucking oiled and you don't oil wheels, but you know what I mean. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't know. Whatever. (laughs) Um, But like, is there a cliff is always the question when it comes to players like that. Is there at some point where your body just can't keep up? I don't know. Doesn't look like it right now. No, it doesn't look like it right now. That's the thing. LeBron is, again, in MVP contention while he's ranked number 10, and it might be just like a favoritism thing. He is still in the conversation. Uh, And I don't know. I I think he will play. He'll go the the Tom Brady route, and he will play until he can't. Um, So it really just comes down to his body more than uh, anything else. If he's healthy, if he's putting up – See, that's the other thing. It's like, does he have to continue to put up the numbers that he puts up? Or is he going to take a back seat and be a secondary star or a third option? I don't know. I don't know what the LeBron James plus Bronny James. It also depends on what team they're on. Like, how do you make it work? Like, how do you go, hey, this is me and my kid and we're going to run this team. <laughs> so a couple thoughts on that too is like, one, I like Bronny, I don't think is going to get drafted by a great team like no i mean i mean by a no let me rephrase that by a team that is high up in the lottery i.e right. a pretty bad team like i think he will probably go later in the draft and therefore be picked up by a team that is okay. bubble to contender so, yeah actually like has a, a a shot uh there but honestly then i'm like thinking about what if it works? Like, what if they go and win a championship together? Like, what if a son and his father, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, go and win a championship together? That would be I mean, bonkers. As long as it's not for the Lakers, I'm all for it. Like, yeah, I will take true. a year. I will take a year off of being like we have to win a banner as a Celtics fan and be like, if we come in second to Brownie and Braun, okay, like it's cool for the story, whatever. Um, yeah. But if it's on the Lakers, then fuck them. Like, I don't what, care. What, <laughs> what draft would he be potentially? 25? Right? Not next uh, year, next year? No, he can play next year. He's in uh, – no. Is he at USC now? Yes, he's at USC now. I thought he was not. I thought he's next year. I mean well, – I don't remember. Well, I remember he had the, the heart – uh, the cardiac arrest on the court. Right, and that, I that it was also for USC. Oh, you're but, so right. He was. He was. Uh, um, it was while he was at USC. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. So he's playing yeah. this year. So yeah, I guess you're right. Um, because at least then he doesn't have to contend with like you know the next year he would have to contend with like Cooper Flag and right other exactly good players in that draft class. Um, but, but that's the, that's the craziest thing though is because he's not technically a five-star recruit he's technically not like the top of the class he will go later in the draft so a contender i mean someone will jump to get brownie someone will be like brownie's still on the board i want lebron james well, i was gonna say like, you're a, basically you're drafting, both, yeah. you're drafting <laughs> both lebrons at that point you know you're correct picking him up you're like yes so that adds a whole uh element to it yeah i mean that's that'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, we are far away from that, but it'll be interesting to see when it comes down to draft strategy and stuff like that. Like, yeah, if a team has the space or a team has the means to get Bronny and Braun, do they jump early on him? Uh, you know, or will they sacrifice maybe a better uh, prospect just to get 
the right duo. To run with with both of them. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I, I do find it. It's one of the most interesting background stories in the NBA. Like this guy's, he's going to do it. Like, that's the thing. It's like, he, he hasn't fallen off. It, we are There's here. No There's no longer, there's no longer a question of will LeBron be healthy enough? Will LeBron's play keep up? No, it's a year away. He's going to play at least one more year. Right. Do I know if he'll play more than that? No, but he's at least playing next year to play with Bronny. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so weird to think about. <laughs> and it's just going to be such an interesting dynamic once it does happen. One, to figure out what team it's on and how it affects their chemistry and how the team works. And obviously, you have to rewrite everything if you get LeBron. Um, but also, like, how the players on that team adjust to it, um, the strategy around getting Bronny and Bron, like, the Lakers are going to try and do everything to get that traffic. Yeah. They're going to be like, we need to keep him here. But I almost then, want it to be like Cleveland or Miami and have him go I was, back. I was thinking <laughs> that too. I was thinking because like, then you the, this is probably the team that you're going to see LeBron retire with. Right. I mean, if I know this man and, and you know, his ability to make a story, I can see him wanting to either make it with the Lakers Go back to the Heat or go back to Cleveland because he loves the storyline. He loves to to have a, a storybook ending. And I can't and I can't fault him for that. It, it's a great it's a great thing. He's made people love him after going through the hate phase in Miami. So I am taking my talents to South Beach. As long as we don't get another ESPN special, we're fine. They, they probably <laughs> will. Let's be honest. No, I, I you know he's grown from that. Thank God. I'm I'm a LeBron fan, so hey, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm directly in the middle on LeBron. I do not hate him. I do not love him. I think he's the corniest guy that we have in the NBA, but also in like one of the best ways. He is, like, yes. He forever stuck on page one of every book he's ever read. If you ever see him holding a book during an interview, he's in chapter one and he just goes, oh yeah, I love this book a lot. What's your favorite part about it? Uh, well, just everything that it you know, talks about and stands for. Thank you, LeBron. Thank you for your insight. <laughs> I love him. Uh, and his pathological lying. Oh God, LeBron is it's just primo, grade A content and entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Kobe, and I said, "Oh, what if he puts up seventy? No, he's gonna put up 80. It's like, no, you weren't. You weren't watching. You had a game. You had a game that day. We have fact checked this. You are wrong. <laughs> but whatever. He's the king. Heavy lay the crown. Yep. Um. But yeah, I mean, tangent, yes, but still an interesting storyline that's always going to be going on until the draft next year. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Something something to look forward to no matter what. <laughs> There's always something in the NBA. Um, but yeah, Celtics have three games next week until we record. I'm hoping we go 3-0. and uh, But if we don't, 2-1 with a loss to the Hawks, even though that'll suck. Uh, <laughs> it'll suck less than the other two. True. Uh, yeah, any closing remarks? Anything to say to the lovely listeners? Almost said viewers, but I caught myself. But I told you anyways because I have an issue with being truthful. <laughs> 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 Just had to, had to out myself even though I had no yeah. reason to. <laughs> um, my parting thoughts. Guys, 
I'm still feeling great about the season. I know that this week kind of hurt a little bit, but don't worry. We beat the Bucks. That's what matters. Number one. Hell yeah. Uh, and number two, as always, go blue. <laughs> yeah, I have no counter statement to go blue. Michigan, Michigan won the goddamn game. What? They won the big one. They didn't even have their head coach. Can't be mad. Um. Anyways, this is an NBA podcast, and we talk about the Celtics here, but <laughs> uh, that's just me eating crow. Congratulations to your team. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but until next week, as always, I am Marty the Meat Man. She is Grace Roberts. We are cross-court coverage. The Celtics are 12 and 4, standing atop the East happily and strongly. And if you're not cheering along with us, then you're doing it wrong. Because it's go Celtics or go fuck yourself. Peace. Peace.